0: Five thirty-one. The Digital Pacific website, which is now live, is a key part of the Pacific Virtual Museum Pilot Project, funded by the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade in Australia and implemented by the National Library of New Zealand, Te Puna Matauranga, in collaboration with the National Library of Australia. Uh, this pilot will run through until February of 2022. The aim is to empower people in and of Pacific Islands, enabling them to see... Discover and explore items of digitalized cultural heritage that are held in collections worldwide. Uh, joining us now on Pacific Breakfast for more is Tim Kong, a program manager for Pacific Virtual Museum Project Pilot at Digital Pacific. Uh, thank you for your uh, your time this morning, Tim. Uh, Yandra Bain, uh, nice, to, nice to be here, thank you. it is then, Ratu, thank you, thank you. Firstly, more on the aim and the purpose of the website, firstly.
1: Yes, so as you said, I think the, the, the key aim of this site is to make visible and accessible items of digital, uh, digitised cultural heritage, uh, that are in uh, of Pacific cultural heritage, and what we mean by that is was our starting point is museums, galleries, and libraries that hold vast collections uh, from uh, Pacific cultures. And a lot of them have uh, created digital catalogs to put onto their websites. Now, the challenge is that um, in the first instance, most Pacific uh, people don't know that these, many of these places hold these items because most of them are held in storage, um, even in, in, in New Zealand institutions like Alexander Turnbull Library or Te Papa or Auckland Museum. Um, but also with our colleagues in Australia, National Library, and various universities. Uh, The vast majority of these holdings are in in storage. And so because Pacific people don't know they exist, they don't know where to look for them. Um, What we are looking to do is to uh, highlight them, to make them visible, um, and to make them accessible uh, on the website.
0: When you say vast, can you give us an idea? I, I had a brief look, but it looks like yeah. we, we're looking at thousands and thousands of items of all you know sizes, shapes, descriptions, all digitalized.
1: Yes, and so one of the the amazing things these institutions do is they're very good at preservation and looking after uh, and and holding on behalf of future generations. Um, And so, yeah, we we have started with just over 40,000 items, and that's only from um, uh, Alexander Turnbull Library, uh, National Library, uh, sorry, Alexander Turnbull Library, uh, Te Papa Auckland Museum. Uh, And we take our Australian uh, content from Trove, the National Library of Australia, now Trove is, has a similar function to ours. It's sort of a front end for about a thousand Australian-based institutions. Um, but beyond that, we're really interested in what um, uh, digitized collections we can access inside Europe or inside the United States. Given uh, and say France, uh, given the colonial heritage of these places, they will have many items, um, and the yeah the numbers are, are huge. Uh, we've, we've spoken to a number of institutions that have vast collections uh, and are very excited about coming on board uh, and we want to show them. I think the other really important thing is that we're really interested in highlighting um, uh, collections that Pacific-based institutions or community groups might be holding. Now, when we say digital, we don't just mean um, archived collections held within universities. We're talking about platforms like YouTube or Flickr or um, other practical uh, platforms that are holding cultural heritage. Given that our Pacific traditions are. are very oral-based and performance-based. What is it to highlight those traditions for Pacific peoples who may be, you know, second, third generation, but living um, as part of the Pacific diaspora around the world? How do we highlight those two?
0: Tim, just off the top of your head, some of the items as part of the new Digital Pacific website?
1: So some of them, yeah, there's some fantastic objects uh, in, in, in from places like Te Papa uh, and Auckland Museum. We have incredible records from across uh, the Tasman in Australia. So uh, one of the biggest sections of the f- f- photographic collections are the um, Australian War Memorial Collections, uh, and they have thousands of photos from World War II uh, from places like Papua New Guinea, the Solomon Islands, uh, um, and the Marshall Islands. A lot of the parts of the Pacific that we from our New Zealand perspective, we, are, we mostly see Polynesia, but uh, Micronesia and Melanesia as well. Um, the Pacific collections in Papua New Guinea are incredible, uh, and a lot of them go back a long time. We have a lot of maps. Um, we are finding a lot of, um, you know, photos of um, fascinating things. I got an email yesterday from uh, a curator at a gallery in Australia who had seen some photos from the Australian War Memorial but knows uh, that, uh, thinks that those actual wood carvings might be held by an institute here in New Zealand. So we're now looking to connect those two stories <laughs> uh, and, and see what can come of them. So, yeah, there's some fantastic pieces.
0: How did it all come about? Talk to me about the genesis of the website, the project.
1: Yep. So the, the two uh, implementing partners in the project are the National Library of Australia and National Library of New Zealand. And there'd been a number of conversations, probably over the last two to three years, um, uh, before I started in January, um, around what could we do to to highlight um, Pacific cultural heritage. Uh, Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade in Australia had commissioned um, a study basically trying to understand how many of these items were held Uh, Or available potentially away from the the Pacific uh, region. Uh, And they found, uh, yeah, thousands (laughs) uh, just in in terms of institutions. And some of them are quite small, some of them are quite large. Um, You know, things you have institutions like Cambridge University through to some smaller um, uh, institutions as well. And some fascinating ones that you wouldn't think hold items of um, Pacific cultural heritage. So the Cleveland Museum of Art, for instance. Uh, in Ohio, which you don't really think, actually has over has several hundred items um, tagged Oceania, uh, tapa, and and carvings, and amazing things um, that are beautifully maintained and preserved. But I think the key point is, you would never start at the Cleveland Museum of Art if you were looking for Pacific items. <laughs> um, and we have the ability to, uh, you know, engage with them, uh, have to have them as a content partner. I think the key thing is that we never. Uh, Uh, take the content we only share the content that they are already sharing online but through a single site uh, that makes it easier for people to access and see
0: in terms of uh, february 2022 what's going to happen from there on are you looking as you mentioned earlier potential connections with uh, museums and libraries in the you know in, in europe or where does it go after february 2022
1: yeah, so we've already started some early conversations with some of the US and European based um, institutions uh, and we're excited by what could come there. <clears throat> um, beyond February 22, that's part of my role and the, the, the team that are on this project is to um, uh, we use the word framing, uh, monitoring and evaluation. Obviously, we want to make, uh, we want to see the benefits of the project and that little story I said already of, of two or three people connecting over some items they've found is, is sort of an example does this making a difference or an impact in, in, in particularly the Pacific Islands um, because that's the reason you'd keep funding it and and part of the part of the point of this pilot is to show well not just building the technology and building the website but what does it then enable uh, and so um, part of my role is to lead a conversation around here's here's the thing we built it's now live uh, here's the impact that it's making uh, and that sort of open presentation is how do we fund it moving forward? um, And there's different models for funding that we're looking at um, in terms of collaborating. I think it's um, one of the things that I'm really proud of is this is a really uh, a unique project in that it's two uh, governments, the New Zealand government and the Australian government, working together actually on behalf of and to benefit Pacific Island uh, um, nations. And that's a really uh, a unique proposition, I think.
0: When you talk about impact and benefit, you know, the uh, the importance of this website and the central landing place uh, for so many uh, items of cultural significance to our Indigenous people, especially, you know, to maintain and preserve uh, for our future generations, you can't talk enough about the importance of, of a project like this, can you, Tim?
1: No, you can't, and I think one of the amazing things is that where we started, uh, Tapatu and myself, uh, my colleagues, started in January of this year, and we wanted to engage very much in a Pacific way, and that is to build relationships, and that meant going to these places, and obviously uh, the world had a different uh, (laughs) perspective on that with COVID. We are actually, um, all of this project has been built, uh, the vast majority of it remotely, using online tools, and that um, speaks, I think, in a really powerful way to the virtualness. But we haven't left relationship behind in the same way. Uh, so there's been very strong connections made with the, what we call our co-design group to lead it. But also, I think, also really being conscious of, for our Pacific Island-based colleagues, how does this work? I mean, for me personally, uh, it, it this project and this site has to be useful in Apia, in Suva, in uh, Kiribati, in, in, in um, uh, Pompeii and Chuk. Uh, and in these islands scattered across the Pacific. If it works in New Zealand, that's one thing, but it needs to work in the Pacific. Um, And there's there's so many interesting conversations, like you say, that that come out of this around um, uh, authority and uh, telling our story and uh, about Pacific people in the 20th century, the 21st century, not just looking back, but looking forwards. um, The opportunity for Pacific people to be part of a digital conversation Uh, around connectivity and sovereignty of data and uh, ownership Um, and authenticness, I think is really powerful. Um, I'm very proud of the fact that we have an NGO called Pacifica Renaissance, who use YouTube and Facebook uh, in the site to basically promote Micronesian uh, heritage and the stories told there are in Chamorro and in the language. And it is uh, elders sitting on the islands, telling their stories. Um, And that is a powerful narrative to share and shape, because I think um, often the authority around cultural heritage is invested in the institutes that hold them, you know, in our case in Aotearoa, Te Papa, Orca Museum, and they do an amazing job. I'm uh, excited by the opportunity for the authority of the Pacific narrative to be uh, invested in the people who live in those islands and who are telling their stories right
0: now. Tim Kong, uh, Programme Manager for Pacific Virtual Museum Project pilot at Digital Pacific. Uh, thank you so much for your time this morning. We really appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Naka, thank you.